I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. So, Adam, I think I found a way to top the rank horribleness of Thursday night football. I was actually there to watch it in person. That's true. You were. You sacrificed. You sacrificed your time, your effort, and and getting around Denver is effort. Uh, your 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 well being. This was. It was so. It was. I'm trying. I hated every moment of it. Every I'm moment. I remember doing the podcast in my hotel room after the Dolphins fiasco. Yes. And I think this might actually top it because this is more embarrassing because they, their season was still had hope. Yeah. They still had a chance to not only compete for the wild card spot, but potentially in the division. Yeah. I I mean, they gave us hope. I think, and I think that's the thing that ticks me off the most is that we actually bought into this. And then uh, on Thursday night football, this is what we get. Every single person who has ever played, worked, or been affiliated with the Broncos should be embarrassed. And they need to be calling for the heads of Joe Ellis and John Elway. Because as we were talking about before we started recording, you can change everything. And they pretty much have changed everything the last five years. There have been two things that haven't changed. Joe Ellis and John Elway. Yeah, it's it's a really good point. And I, I think that uh, I've tried to be one of those people that uh, is, is on the side of John Elway because I – grew up idolizing him and uh, I appreciate what he has meant to the franchise uh, as a player and as a GM let's face it uh, he did build a team that won a Super Bowl in 2015 uh, with some help obviously but he was a huge part of that and so I have always been one of those people and I think you have too that has been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt but after after this loss to the Chiefs the way that the the Broncos offense just looked, so ineffectual, uh, completely lost. Uh, I just don't, I don't see why. I mean, I know why it's happening. I know why John Elway is still there. I I totally understand why Joe Ellis is still there. It's because the ownership situation is in shambles right now for the Denver Broncos. And 
So as a fan, if you're looking at this right now, you're you walk away from this game and and you think to yourself, the the Broncos are the new Browns of the league, or the the Broncos are the Raiders circa 2004 to 2000, really 2019, right? I mean that, that's kind of where the Broncos have found themselves, and this is an unprecedented territory for the franchise, and this game was a perfect example of of what is wrong with this team. The the Broncos scored on their very first drive, and that we should be excited about that. But it, the fact is, they scored on the first drive because Kansas City's defense made two big mistakes. Kansas City's defense had the the, the holding penalty and the face mask. Uh, was it a holding penalty? I don't even know. I don't even care. I don't even care what it was. It was two bad penalties that they, sh- they shouldn't have committed. And the Broncos... Drove down the field, they capitalized on those mistakes, and they scored a touchdown. And then they kicked their extra point, and there was a, a the offsides on the extra point, and they took points off the board so that they could go for two. And I, I know some people are going to say, that's a ballsy move, I, I like the aggressiveness, that's the wrong move. And and the way that you know it was the wrong move is that it didn't work. And, and I know that that's hindsight and that's 2020 vision because it is hindsight, but when they failed to pick up that two-point conversion. And you were in the stadium. I'd love to know what your take is on it. But sitting on my couch, I looked at my son and said, they're going to lose this game because that killed their momentum. That destroyed any offensive momentum that they had. And it was a run play up the middle with Philip Lindsay. I'm sorry. Did we not get done talking after our, our last podcast about how the Broncos needed to run the football and control the clock? And then they couldn't run the football against the 31st ranked run defense in the entire NFL with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And they couldn't score on a one yard, two point conversion. Where, where are we? What world is this? It's, it's the world that we live in. And, and you made the point eloquently. It's the world that we live in because of the fact that the, the people at the top have been the same people for this entire period of of ineffectiveness. And and so the big takeaway is that the offense is is feckless. The offense is ineffectual. They can't score points. But beyond that, and and it's something that maybe we wait to get into with our next podcast, but beyond that, it's just so disheartening that we really have come to a point where we're looking at somebody who we've looked up to for our entire lives and, and we think it's time for him to leave. I, I I'm trying to think of what was going through Vic Fangio's head aside from the two point conversion, because as soon as it didn't, as soon as it didn't work, I, I mean, the people around me, we just looked at each other. Like, why do you take points off the board? You're playing against the chiefs. The last thing you do is take points off the board against Patrick Mahomes in that offense. But the thing that just absolutely baffled me and I still don't get it. Is that fake punt? Oh, what the hell was that? Oh my gosh! It was—I don't even know what the play was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching it from home. I don't know what your vantage point was, but watching it from home, Colby Wadman, who who can't kick a football anyway, so really maybe it was better that he was going to throw it because he can't punt to save his flipping life. But he takes the snap. He rolls to his left. There was nobody there for him to throw to. Was he supposed to run that ball? Or was somebody supposed to be there for him to throw the ball to? And they just missed their assi- What was that? That whole play was terrible. <laughs> I don't know. 
And then I, I think offensively, they need to just get rid of Garrett Bowles. They need to get rid of him, cut him. Wow, just, I, I mean, he is horrible. It's not like he was going against Khalil Mack either. He was going against the Chiefs defense. You know, the, the real frustrating part of that is it's not just Garrett Bowles. Ronald Leary, again, uh, just was not any good. He, he's just the entire bad. offensive line. The entire was offensive bad. line was bad. And and we like to talk about how the offensive line was bad, except for, and we usually like to play up Dalton Reisner here. Dalton Reisner didn't do anything that made me get excited. Now, he's a rookie, and I'm, I'll forgive him for that. But the whole offensive line was bad. And Joe Flacco was bad. Joe Flacco couldn't read a blitz to save his life. Joe, Joe Flacco has no idea how to read a defense. That's That was another big takeaway from this, right? If you want to really talk about something that you learned about the Denver Broncos, if you didn't know this about Joe Flacco, you better know it now. He can't read a defense. He, he couldn't figure out what the Chiefs were trying to do. The Chiefs' defense sucks. Their secondary sucks. Their defensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. He couldn't read their defense. Sorry. Sorry. It doesn't help when your first round draft pick drops four passes. Yeah, I mean, that's another one. That's another place you can go. I, you know what? I don't. I don't like to to pound on Noah Fant because rookie tight ends usually struggle. But he had his opportunity to 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 really make up for a play that some people thought was his fault. Some people thought was Flacco's fault. I I still think that was on Flacco that interception against the Titans. But this was his chance to kind of make up for that and and kind of silence the naysayers. And instead, it just gets louder, right? And more people jump on that bandwagon. And and I I got to tell you, I'm I'm kind of one of them. I don't like to jump on a guy like that. But dude, you had a chance. You had a chance. And and they weren't easy catches. Not all of them were. There was there was the one that was in between the three defenders that hit his hands that he peaked. I don't know if you could tell from where you were sitting, but he peaked. He looked to see what was coming. And then looked back to get the ball. And by then, the ball's on top of him, and it hits his hands and bounces away. You can't look away from the football. You just can't. you got to catch the ball. I, it, oh, I just, I'm head and hands over here. Brandon McManus misses another field goal. A 45-yarder. Not a difficult one at home with no wind. The Pushes defense it. can't slow down a backup quarterback. I mean, I, I told you this before we started recording. Patrick Mahomes goes out with a dislocated knee, and the game is 10-6. The Broncos' defense allowed Matt Moore to score 20 more points. What the hell would have happened had Patrick Mahomes not gotten hurt? I think the word we're looking for here is yikes. So, yeah, yikes. It would have been bad. It would have been it, it was bad. It would have been. It was. We don't even have to play the what if game. We don't have to do the 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 whole uh if this had happened then. We just know that the Denver Broncos they fooled us. They fooled us the last couple of weeks. I I, I don't know what it says about Tennessee and, and, and Los Angeles Chargers. The the Titans and the Chargers must be awful teams if they allowed the Denver Broncos to beat them. And the Bears and the Jaguars must be awful teams if they almost lost to the Denver Broncos because this Denver Broncos team, I, I I don't know 
maybe the old man could think of a worse team than this team, but this to me is maybe the worst Denver Broncos team I have ever seen. That includes the last two seasons. I, I think I think it's just because of the performance on Thursday night. I, I mean, I, I am embarrassed. I I, I I don't know if it's possible, but the Broncos should offer a refund for the people who actually paid for that crap. And yeah. if you have Amazon Prime and you pay for Amazon Prime, you should get like a, a weekly stipend. You should get something so that you can, you know, like a, like a, they give you those credits on Amazon that you can use to buy like music or apps or whatever. They should give you like a $5 credit. I'm trying to, th- I mean, because we usually joke about the, the John Fox isms. The Broncos didn't even plop it out there. No. And, and they certainly didn't expect anything to perform. There, there no, was, not at all. It doesn't seem that there's anything to plop out there and expect to perform. There's nothing plopping. Because there's nothing to plop. I think there is one guarantee from this, though. And that Drew Locke is going to be one of the two players to come off of IR. Yeah, I think that, I think that, that it was all that was all but assured fairly easy against decision. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, fairly easy decision to make there. I agree. Um, it's an I, elite decision. Ooh, oh, I like that. I like what you did there. That's very well played. I, I also think, and I, I'm going to try and be positive here. Here's a positive for you. I think that Justin Simmons put some put himself on display in a way that shows you that there there are there are solid pieces on the Denver Broncos. And and Justin Simmons is one. Justin Simmons is a draft pick that John Elway can say, I picked that guy and and look how good he is. And maybe he's the only one. I, I guess I guess some of the draft picks he's had the last couple of years have been good. Justin Simmons is gonna get paid. Justin Simmons is a good football player. I'm happy he's on the Denver Broncos. I just feel bad that his talent and some of the other guys' talents, like Von Miller, who, let's face it, isn't getting any younger, their talents are being wasted by a franchise that that, that can't figure it out, that, that doesn't seem to understand how to create or how to build a real football team because they refuse to build. They refuse to rebuild, and that's what they should be doing. Mark Schlereth just had a great tweet. That's rare for Stink, so I, I would love to hear it. Let's look on the bright side of this Broncos loss. We don't have to watch them on Sunday. <laughs> no, but the problem is they might still lose on Sunday. That's how bad they are. I I, I just, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I just... You know, I I wish people could actually. Th- you remember when we did the Twitch thing and people could like tune in and watch us uh, do the pot. This would be a fun one to watch because the two of us have done the same thing over and over again, and it's a lot of stuttering and head in hands and just shaking of the head and not understanding. Th- this game was. See, I just did it. I can't. <laughs> it's, it was brutal. It was. It was. It was hard to watch. When you when you root for a team, right? I, I think this is the other thing that happens, and this is this is one of the the hardest things about sports, but maybe also one of the most uh, the most uh, maybe the most beautiful things about sports. It, when you are invested in a team like this, uh, in the way that that we are, and most of most of the Broncos fans out there are, Broncos country is an invested community. Uh, you you feel the losses; they they hurt. They're not fun. 
and it they're harder to shake off i think when when you are invested like this and so there there's something to that there's a certain passion that uh, that you can feel uh and and i suppose that's a good thing right but it, it doesn't feel like a good thing right now uh, instead, it feels mostly like uh, we're watching the collapse of an empire. And, and maybe what we're watching is uh, an empire that's already collapsed and doesn't know it. And, and that might be the best description I can come up with. This is, a, this is a, a, an empire that's already crumbled but doesn't know it. That's still sitting there uh, you know, thinking that they're one of the elite franchises in the NFL. Can you think of any free agent that really would want to come to Denver after this season? After this, well, after this game, <laughs> after, after seeing this, it's, it's not, it's, it's just not feasible. And what that means is the Broncos are going to have to build through the draft. You tell me you're confident in the Broncos ability to build through the draft. No, because they had another surefire pick at number 10 and they traded down to draft a tight end who can't catch anything. Yeah, I mean, if you I, can't I, I mean, catch, I, it's a problem. I, I don't, I don't want to harp on this, but you had a surefire pick at number ten, a game-changing middle linebacker, and you trade it down. Why? Because I've heard that they had, I, they had his name written on the card, and the Pittsburgh Steelers make the call and they trade it. Why? Why? Devin Bush is a game-changing linebacker. All you have to do is watch the Pittsburgh Steelers to see what this kid is doing. Well, we've been talking about, about this issue for for years now, about the fact that the Denver Broncos don't have a true middle linebacker. And, and we were excited about Alex Johnson, right? Alexander Johnson looked like uh, somebody who was going to be able to step into that role, and, and he may still be, but it didn't. He didn't really pop. I've been using that word a lot. He didn't really pop in, in this game. Not that many. Nobody popped. Many, Justin Simmons popped, right? Justin Simmons was a guy who popped. But he pops every week, so maybe we should, shouldn't should be surprised by that. I, I, I will say I, I will do my winners and losers on Friday morning. A couple of weeks ago, I didn't list any losers because the Broncos actually won. I can say this on the podcast right now. I will list no winners from this game. Not a single winner. I will not list Justin Simmons. I will not list Royce Freeman. I will not list anybody. Nobody is a winner after that performance. They should be embarrassed. And they're all losers. Because we're all losers. The Broncos are a losing organization. And it sucks. Yeah, orange is the new brown. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.